Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Doug Gottlieb. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for fast, free shipping, free roadhouse protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires. Like the highly consumer-rated Kumo Majesty 9 Solus TA91. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive, simply go to TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories change your perspective connecting changes everything at&t enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at betmgm signing up and playing is so easy simply sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet when you register with betmgm you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features live betting options and the best daily promotions in the business and with betmgm at your fingertips every play and every game matter more than ever place your money line prop and parlay bets with a king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. No Doug today, but you've got Brian No and you've got me, Dan Beyer. We are sitting in for Doug here on Fox Sports Radio. Glad to have you with us. Trying to put a bow on all of the week's happenings, getting ready for the NBA playoffs. That will start tomorrow. 
Four games on Saturday, four games on Sunday. And you heard Monty just tell you the play-in tournament wraps up tonight with the Cavs home to the Hawks and then the Clippers entertaining the Pelicans without Paul George. What a week it was, Brian, and a lot of voices. The Lakers, obviously not playing, didn't make the playoffs. They had their exit interviews. LeBron had his say. Russell Westbrook had his say on things. We actually heard from Baker Mayfield. Been a crazy, crazy week when it comes to, uh, I don't know, crazy situations in the world of sports. Yeah, was that Baker Mayfield's exit interview with the You Never Know podcast there? It kind of could <laughs> hey, be by the, default. There, there, is, there is a podcast for everything. Like yeah. Everyone now has a podcast. And you, you could say... That was on the How About That podcast. And I guarantee if John Ramos went to his computer and you searched How About That podcast, there is a podcast out there. But, yeah, the You Never Know podcast in Baker Mayfield is uh, is spotlighted. Yeah, so how about this, Dan Beyer? We thought we would uh, break a tie here between which athlete is more delusional. <laughs> Okay. Is it Baker Mayfield or is it Russell Westbrook? Now, here's a taste. Here's a taste from each in uh, pure delusional moments here. Here's uh, Baker Mayfield talking about disrespect. I feel disrespected 100% mm. because I was told one thing and they completed another. That's what I'm in the middle of right now. And you know what? Okay, I got, I got my taste of it. Okay. Disrespected yep. by All the right. Browns organization. Sure. Or behind door number two, there is Russell Westbrook in his exit interview talking about the dynamic between him and the head coach, well, former head coach, Frank Vogel. I'm always having to like prove myself again in the year after year after year, which is to me just unfair. There's really no reason I have to do that. Mm. So who's your vote for there, Dan Byer? Uh, in a landslide, in an absolute landslide, it is Russell Westbrook of the Los yeah. Angeles Lakers. He is Mr. Delusional of this week. What would be about this second week in April? Of, uh, of delusional athletes in the world of sports. Because, Brad, there's, there's layers to it. I actually get why Baker Mayfield would be annoyed, especially as his shoulder is still sitting there trying to recover. I'm not saying the Browns did the, you know, did the wrong thing or did the right thing. They probably made the correct football decision. Still doesn't mean there aren't going to be hurt feelings. Russell Westbrook, and, and, and I know that there was there – is, there was there was something about a bottle of champagne that he sent to Frank Vogel, and he, he even tried to you know honor his anniversary by sending that to him. But yet they still didn't have a good relationship. Russell Westbrook lives in a world that nobody else lives in, and I'm giving at least Baker the benefit of the doubt that <laughs> Baker probably has hurt feelings. Right. But Russell Westbrook just continues to be in this alternate universe that no one in the NBA or no one in the world of sports uh, is living, I would give Russell Westbrook the honor of most delusional. Yeah, look, let's start off stating the obvious. They're both delusional with these statements that we've laid out. But, yeah, I would go more delusional Russell Westbrook. If we start with Baker Mayfield, it'd be like this. If uh, my girlfriend left me for a movie star when she said she would be with me, my immediate reaction might be like, but you said you were going to be with me. And if I give it a little bit of time, I'm like, I get it. I can see why. <laughs> sure. That's where yeah. Baker should be, but he's not quite there yet. Like, he's Baker Mayfield. Even if you dislike it, you should at least be able to understand, regardless of what they told you about you being their quarterback, 
they're able to trade for Deshaun Watson, he's a much better football player. So even if you don't like it, you need to understand it, and it doesn't sound like he even gets it or wants to get it. But it is. It's Russell Westbrook by a landslide because, look, this is the way sports work. It's not about what you've done in the past. The only thing that matters is right here, right now. It doesn't matter that Russell Westbrook averaged triple doubles for numerous seasons. It's about how much he was turning the ball over for the Lakers, him shooting under 30% from three. That's why he was left out of the lineup late. It wasn't personal. It was Mm -hmm. just about performance. And this idea of, I shouldn't have to prove myself, that's all sports is. That's all it is, is you proving yourself right here, right now, regardless of what you've done in the past. You know what You know what amazes me? And as I'm just looking on the TV here and I see James Harden, is the, the scenarios that, that Russell Westbrook and James Harden were in at one point. I know James Harden wasn't a lifelong rocket, but he was, you know, the face of that organization, the biggest rocket, uh, you know, short of Akeem Olajuwon probably in the franchise history. When you take Russell, when you think about when you think about the opportunity that Russell had when Kevin Durant left town, like there was so much goodwill towards yeah. Russell Westbrook. Yes. So much love, so much of people wanting them to succeed, wanting him to succeed because of Kevin Durant's decision. And now you fast forward five years later and this is like the third or fourth time that he just doesn't like doesn't get it. Like there was a point where Russell Westbrook was actually really loved and we could take his flaws and say like, you know what? Maybe the guy does shoot too much. Maybe he's not that great of an outside shooter. But you know what? He's carrying Oklahoma City. He's the face of the franchise. He didn't leave him for their biggest rival. You know, good on you, Russell Westbrook. He's taken all of that goodwill and has been unwilling to change anything because all he's interested in being is Russell Westbrook. Yeah. And I think that is such a huge issue. Like I even give Baker the benefit of the doubt, and I think that there are added expectations of being the first overall pick. And while every NFL draft hopeful would love to be first overall, they also didn't ask for the expectations of being first overall. If you said to Baker, you know what, we need you to kind of play more like you did in 2020, or we need you to do more of this and more of that, then it's up to Baker to make those changes. And he was hurt last year. I'm not saying that he would have had an all-pro season if he wasn't hurt, but to not have the opportunity kind of stinks. To your point about Russell Westbrook, it was time and time and time and time again, you're giving him opportunities, and all he wants to do is be Russell Westbrook. So even his comment of, like, people want me to prove something, no, they just want you to do something different. They already know what Russell Westbrook (laughs) is. Just be something different. That's the delusional part of it for me, for Russell Westbrook, that I just – I can't believe that he can't see it himself. Yeah, it's just crazy to me where – What do the Lakers care about what Russ did in Oklahoma City? What do Laker fans care about what happened years ago? They don't care at all. It's all about what you're doing for this team. And look, I've defended Russell Westbrook a lot in the past because I do think throughout his career, he's been completely overly criticized. Now this season, it's fit. The criticism finally fit what was going on on the court, but It's always been about what he doesn't do well instead of what he does bring to the table. And sure, Sure. he's got his flaws. This didn't just happen this past season. 
But that's all that it's been viewed as of, well, this guy and the decisions. And I mean, come on, the shooting from outside. It's like, okay, he's averaging a triple-double for seasons. Like, that's got to matter for something. So I've defended the guy in the past. There's just no defending this. The idea or the thought process of, I shouldn't have to prove myself. That's not how life works. Imagine if I said with a straight face to you, Dan Beyer, yeah, my performance today kind of sucks, but I did this stretch of shows from about, we'll say, 2012 through like 2017. Just elite level radio shows, Dan. So I shouldn't have to prove myself today. Like That's just silly. It makes no sense at all. Yeah, and he feels like it's a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately sort of like, – like there's that sort of twist on it. And and I just – I look at it to the point of, listen, if if Brian No is, you know, the constant at a problem at all these radio stations and the same thing keeps happening up – or popping up, then it's Brian No's fault. You know, like yeah. that's – you know, that's what's happening with Russell Westbrook. That is what is happening of – there was a problem. Listen, we look back and we look at Kevin Durant as the villain for leaving. And I brought up that point just a few minutes ago. Now when you're saying, well, maybe it was because he had to deal with Russell Westbrook so much that you could understand the decision wanting to leave a little bit more and maybe understand the decision of wanting to go and crush the situation that you just left because it was so much of a headache. Then you look at how things fell out in, in Houston. And listen, <laughs> I mentioned James Harden being the guy. I don't think James Harden's the easiest guy to deal with, but mm-hmm. it didn't work there. I don't know how great it worked in Washington. It, sure, they ended up making the playoffs last season, but ends up moving on from there. They didn't. They end up trading him to to the Lakers. Like there's the constant has been Russell Westbrook not fitting in, yeah. and that's the part where like you. Like how you don't realize that that's happened to me. You want to make it like personal, like you, you realize, listen, I could be a very, very good glass half empty guy. You get around me enough. Like, you know, there could be Debbie Downer, negative Nelly, whatever. Like there's some things that can just really annoy me. I once realized I'm like, man, maybe I'm the one that's bringing everybody down. Maybe I'm, you know, like, like, like for that situation, it takes some reflection to be like, you know what? Maybe you got to change. And Russell Westbrook just has not done that in any of his stops. Hasn't thought of maybe I was the reason Durant left. Maybe I was the reason it didn't work in Houston. Maybe I'm not the reason. And by the way, he's playing with top level stars. So you can't even say it's a top level star problem because all of the top level stars are having problems with him. You know, what's crazy to me, Dan is also if you go back to 2016 and OKC has a 3-1 series lead against the 73-win Golden State Warriors, if they win one more game, how do things end up? You know, everything that we've just talked about with Russell Westbrook, it could be a 180, right? Like, it at least has the potential to be that way, but... I mean, it went down the way it did. Game yeah. six, Clay Thompson goes nuts for 41 points and hits an endless string, seemingly, of threes. and They end up losing that series. But who knows how history unfolds if they win one more game. Maybe KD stays put. Maybe it's the beginning of something special. Maybe we have a completely different outlook of what Russell, uh, Russell Westbrook's career as a whole is. But instead, it's played out the way it has. And it's just crazy to think about some things like that. You could do the butterfly effect or the what-if game, but 
they, they were one win away with a commanding 3-1 series lead against a 73-win team. That's uh, like uh, making your legacy right there. <laughs> and they didn't win that one more game, and then things have gone the way they have. I think it's interesting when you look back at some former NBA stars. You look at Reggie Miller. You look at uh, Allen Iverson. And because of the era that they played in, and both of those teams ran up against the Laker teams in the NBA Finals, but like it's not a negative on Reggie Miller's resume to be like, you know, NBA Finals appearance. Like they made it that far and you ran into a buzzsaw. Now there were times where, where they had runs and you thought that they could maybe do more, but they were slowed by the Bulls or, or even even – Shaq's magic team I think it was in 95 the point being is Russell Westbrook has a finals appearance on his resume but mm-hmm. there has been so much dysfunction we don't even remember that like and I think it's kind of the same thing with Harden and it may be because of his role with the Thunder at the time but we don't even give him credit for that we don't even say hey they did they did break through in the West when San Antonio was atop their game in 2012 to make it to an NBA finals. Like we're not even giving him credit for that because of all of the problems that have ended up coming from Russell. You're West. right, isn't that crazy? That actually did happen where Yeah. I mean, we just thought about, well, hey, OKC is so young. And Kevin Durant talked about that, too. He was tired of being number two. He was tired Mm -hmm. of being the number two overall draft pick. He was tired of being number two, losing to the Miami Heat. And he didn't want to hear a lot of people saying, you guys are so young. This is an accomplishment. You'll be back. He didn't want to hear any of that. But it was a combination of because they were so young, we didn't hammer them like some teams that don't win the finals. And it was all about LeBron and Miami finally getting there after the, the pep rally of not five, not six, not seven. They finally won a ring. And it's as if the stain of losing, it never was a thing. Um, so, yeah, yeah, it's weird how that worked out for the big three at, there's, at there's OKC. There's a long line in, the NBA, in NBA history of finals appearances, guys. You know, we think Stockton Malone ran into the Bulls teams. Um, you know, I just mentioned Reggie Miller and Allen Iverson. There's, I was going to say the Olajuwon teams, but they ended up winning it in 94. But when they went in 86, oh, the, the Portland Trailblazers, like there's, there was no shame in that. Right. You know, like that, like it was, it was just one of those things where like it was an accomplishment. Yeah, it wasn't an NBA title, but it was something you could put on the resume. I was going to put on Jason Kidd in the Nets. You know, mm-hmm. of going to two NBA finals like that's we don't sit there and say Jason Kidd never got it done in New Jersey. Like we don't we, we don't say that. And I look at, you know, his time with the Nets more so than than even with the Mavericks of what he was able to accomplish. Like those aren't bad things. But right. there's been so much, I guess, ill will, if you will, for what Russell Westbrook and James Harden and maybe even for that matter, Kevin Durant, that we don't even remember that 2012 finals. Yeah, it is. It's strange. It's weird. Right. Like. You know, a side note is think about Barkley. They steadily clown Barkley for never winning a championship. Sure. And it never stuck to Stockton and Malone the same way. They lost finals back-to-back, and there's no shame in losing to Jordan in those 90s no. goals. But the point is they didn't get hammered the way Barkley did. Imagine if Barkley lost back-to-back finals. They would never stop clowning the guy. So it's <laughs> it's weird how it sticks to some resumes and yeah. not to others. But you're right. It's not even – like the lack of sticking in a negative way to Westbrook's resume of getting to the finals and not winning. It's as if it never even happened. Yeah. It's weird how that works out. 
He's Brian No. I'm Dan Byer. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show, brought to you by one of our favorite cities, Las Vegas, your home for live sports. And that means all sports. Every game, match, race, and competition, it is always on. Now go on and plan your trip at visitlasvegas.com to see the best and brightest in Vegas, the greatest arena on earth. Get Brian on Twitter, at The No Show. You can find me on Twitter, at Dan Byer on Fox. It looks like Kyler Murray is preparing to play hardball with the Arizona Cardinals. We'll discuss how that turns out next here on Fox. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Broadcasting live from the studios at Fox Sports Radio, hosted by Dan Beyer and Brian No today, this is the Doug Gottlieb Show. Wow! Get Brian No on Twitter, at The No Show. You can find me on Twitter, at Dan Beyer on Fox. This is very inside, Brian. But uh, Jason Stewart has been working on this ramp up and hitting the post of that song. Yeah. Ever since the day that I think he started working on the Doug Gottlieb show. I thought and you were going to say ever since the days he was like a strip club DJ. <laughs> <laughs> and Cinnamon is on stage. Oh. It sounded a little bit like, I don't know, but it was great. It was awesome. I, I, I missed it. I, I, I missed the throw. Could we redo it? Would you yeah, guys allow me to redo it? I, I want to make sure I hit it. the throw. Okay. Let's yeah, just do let's it one do more it. time, guys. Yes. Just get, let me concentrate. <laughs> Feel it. It's a tricky post to hit. Broadcasting to live from the studios at Fox Sports Radio, hosted today by Dan Beyer and Brian No. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show. Yeah. Hey. hey. All right. Yeah. Very well done. I Great ramp up. Yeah. I, I, told, I, I, I told him to say at the end something like, you know, two guys who've never met each other. It's Brian O and Dan Meyer. Oh, <laughs> uh, I, I did I did sense a little stall there by Jason Stewart. Was there a stall? <laughs> I had to slow down. You realized you were a little ahead of your pace? It's called pro- professional deliberation is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we are sitting in for Doug today. Get Jason on Twitter at Jason Stewart. Uh, John Ramos, you can find on Twitter at JSRamos06. We did have a game plan today, but we had to scrap it. Uh, unfortunately, Brian, you may have missed yesterday's game where John Ramos had to guess if uh, these people dated Madonna or not. Oh, and that's a great went, game. Yeah, he went 10 of 12. Fair, so, what did he screw up? Um, which one did you screw up, John? Uh, I screwed up. Um, JFK Jr.? No, right? I got JFK oh, Jr. Oh, you got that one. Who did I screw up? That was uh, It was a tough one. Oh, Vanilla Ice was one of them. I thought yeah. she did not, and she did. And, and um, so. Andy Reid? No, it was, it was, <laughs> got Andy Reid. He, he knew that Andy Reid and Madonna did not update. Was, was Hasselhoff David- ever on the list? Oh. I'm just hoping he would. <laughs> Baywatch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was was it Tupac or David Blaine? Was it one of those? It was two? David Blaine. Yeah. David Blaine. Yes, the magician. the magician. Yes. I found online a list of not one, <laughs> not five, not ten, but 21 guys that Madonna was linked to in a relationship and Madonna came up during the show this past week, so we were uh, we were able to uh, to hit on that. Do I, you I, think that Madonna's list is more star-studded than Jeter's list? Yes, is it? Madonna's yeah. got some years on him too. Yeah. You know, I'm not trying to, but she's in her early 60s. She's dating some 27 year old guy. But I, I would say this: I the the quantity of 
guys that like she's dated some non-famous people as well. Really, you're that gives the Joe Schmoes hope. That's yeah, important. You yeah, got to have or, that on the resume. Where I feel as Jeter, at least with his public relationships, <laughs> that's very elite. It was Minka huh? Kelly and yeah. uh, Hannah Davis, isn't that who he's married to? Yes. Uh, yeah. Now, yeah, like they were, they were part of like those were people that we we knew. But I think that there were sometimes some people that we didn't necessarily know with Madonna. But we do know that uh, Vanilla Ice and Dennis Rodman and wow, Vanilla Ice made the cut. Blaine, yeah. Andy Reid was not. The Andy Reid was in the no option, which John Ramos uh, <laughs> knew about. Before we get to Jeff Schwartz and Monsi Bolaños is going to have an update of what's happening, I do want to get your thoughts on the Kyler Murray situation in Arizona because it's crazy to me, and for those that may have missed it, but it was reported yesterday that Kyler Murray is not going to play for Arizona unless mm-hmm. he gets a new contract. And this, to me, is the Deshaun Watson effect. But it's also, I think, the first time that a quarterback actually wants to cash in early on a deal. Like, I don't necessarily – I don't know what the rush is for Kyler Murray. Things aren't adding up. What do you take about the situation, or what's your take on the situation in the desert? I think, Dan, I think the Derek Carr deal – if I'm Kyler Murray, I'm like, wait a minute, so Derek Carr just got broke off and I'm not? I would look at it more like that because I get it. There are quarterbacks that want to make Deshaun Watson money. The problem is there's not a bidding war the same way there was with Deshaun Watson, where there are multiple teams trying to get in and trade for Deshaun Watson. You've got Kyler Murray. He's just dealing with the Arizona Cardinals right now. Derek Carr was just dealing with the Las Vegas Raiders. So if I'm Kyler, I'm looking at it and like, wait, so he just got broke off. What about me? Because I I think I'm better and I think I've done more. I think that he is better, but he's also a guy that is just three months removed from being eligible to get that contract extension. Sure. Yeah. So like this is like you're playing hardball like already three months in. And this was this is you know, from the Super Bowl, the whole scrubbing of the Instagram that he cleared up. Right. But that was weeks after their season ended. And I just like in the quarterbacking game, it seems like it's a lot better to just wait and then wait for guys like Derek Carr to get paid so you can top their money or to wait for Lamar Jackson to get paid like he's got two years of waiting and so I just I don't understand I don't understand the rush except for the fact that he doesn't want to play in Arizona anymore yeah that would be that would be the thing that I think is maybe at the real crux of it that his demands are going to be so high that it's like well, if you pay me $60 million a year, I'll play for you. But other than that, I'm not going to want to play. That's what—that's the only game that I think he can be running right now. It's an interesting thought. I think if he's making, you know, 40-plus million a year, I think he's signing that contract. I think he wants to be there. I think he just wants his cash involved. And you could play this game where Josh Allen with the Bills, he got paid, what, after his third year? That third year, he had a tremendous season, mm-hmm. like uh, MVP candidate. Uh, I think Jared Goff got a big deal. I I could be wrong, but I think it was after year three with the Rams, right? So it's happened before, and Kyler wants his cash. I I can understand why he would want it, but I think this is more about what Derek Carr just got. If I'm Kyler Murray, I'm looking more sideways at what Derek Carr just got because that situation is more similar where you're just dealing with one team compared to Deshaun Watson who had a bidding war of five teams that Mm -hmm. were all saying, well, that's their offer. How about this offer? And they're trying to outdo each other. I think the Derek Carr situation translates more to Kyler's situation more. 
Yeah, playing mania tonight, yes. Monty, the unapologetic Clippers fan, uh, could be a tough one. I like it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man, good stuff. Thanks, Monty. Uh, She'll be back in a little bit with uh, a look at the press. Jeff Schwartz joins us here on Fox Sports Radio. You can hear him Saturdays, 4 o'clock Eastern time with Steve Hartman here on Fox Sports Radio. Of course, former NFL lineman and so much more. The Jeff Schwartz is smarter than you podcast, betting advice, all that. Jeff, good to talk to you again. Uh, What are your thoughts on Kyler Murray saying or the report saying that he's not going to play for the Arizona Cardinals unless he gets a new deal? Uh, I mean, good good luck, I guess. I, yeah. I, don't, I, I don't know what like he expects to happen here. I mean, I guess the answer is maybe someone ends up trying to trade for him, and, and that's the way he gets his new contract. But um, you know, the way it's set up, he really doesn't have a, a great option here because if he doesn't play this year, right? Let's say he goes to play baseball. Well, like, he'll go play baseball. Well, by the time of the year he goes and plays baseball, he's playing like low A or instructional ball at the, at the highest, right? And then what does he do? Just go play baseball and get ready for spring training in March? Is he not preparing for football? What if he gets a deal done with Arizona at some point? Then he has to switch back from baseball to football. He's not going to play baseball, okay? So, and then, you know, if his goal is to get a new deal, um, he obviously has to hope the team really stinks without him and they beg him to come back and give him a new contract. What if they don't, right? Like, what if they're just, like, okay without him? Um, Then he lost all his leverage, right, which is an issue if you're trying to to get a new deal. Um, I, I get why he wants a new contract. He's relatively cheap this year for, for his production. Um, but he doesn't really have a lot of choices that Arizona doesn't want to pay him. And that's where we're at right now. Um, I just I don't think he's going to sit out. I think Arizona can just call his bluff and tell him, hey, man, we'll pay you after the year. We'll pay you at some point this season. But we're just not going to pay you now. And look, the Deshaun Watson contract really um, you know, kind of uh, accentuated – the, the, the issue teams run into with paying quarterbacks, right? Because there's about, I think, eight quarterbacks off the top of my head that we feel comfortable saying, okay, that, you know, they can win a Super Bowl, right? Obviously, Brady and, and Rodgers, Mahomes, Allen. I think people feel that way about Herbert, uh, Lamar Jackson, possibly as well, Russell Wilson, right? I mean, there's, there's a lot of guys that people are, okay, cool. Like, seven or eight. Is Colin Murray that guy? If you're Arizona, are you like, are we paying our guy $40 million a year, $45, $50 million a year? If you're Kyler Murray, for a guy that we're not quite sure is, is taking us to a Super Bowl, so that's where the Cardinals are at. And I just, you know, I get Murray's upset; he wants a new deal, but I do not think he'll sit out this season. Jeff, we've got two home dogs in the play-in tournament tonight: Cleveland plus a point and a half hosting the Hawks, and you have the Clippers now without Paul George plus one against the Pelicans. Do you see any value with either of those games? I know the Sharps are on Cleveland tonight. Um, I can tell you that. So that that's a good place. That, and that was at, what, two and a half, two, a couple hours ago. You said now it's at one and a half. Um, I am not going to NBA yet. I will start tomorrow. Um, <laughs> what I do what I do, what I do, do with NBA playoffs, it's very simple. I just bet – I typically bet quarters or halves. So, you know, in like game one, I will take most of the favorites to win the first quarter. They're at home. They're rested. They're feeling good, obviously, about their seed. Their place is going to be raucous. Like, you get the full effort, right? You, you might not get, um, you know, at other points during the regular season. And then on the flip side, like, game threes, when, you know, the underdog or the lower seed comes back home, it, it works better in the, in the kind of first or second round. By the time you get to you know, the conference finals and, and uh, 
and the championship round. It's a little different, but I quarter betting man, first quarter, first half, I love it in the NBA. Jeff Schwartz joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. Find him on Twitter at Jeff Schwartz. He's Brian No. I'm Dan Byer sitting in for Doug Gottlieb here on the Doug Gottlieb Show. We're less than two weeks away from the NFL draft. What mm. is, is there anything that we can now believe and take as a grain of salt? Do you think Carolina trades down? Now that we're like in this kind of yeah. danger zone, what do you what do you foresee maybe happening uh, at least in the top ten or near the top of the draft with any movement? Well, it does feel like the only team that would take a quarterback as of now in the top ten would be Carolina at six, right? Um, and, you know, I think there's no secret they'd love to move out of six and, and get some more picks and, you know, find ways to rebuild their roster without having to draft a quarterback at six. I guess the question now becomes the top of the draft, right? I mean, Trevon Walker out of Georgia seems to be the name that everyone has penciled in at, at number one, which is kind of shocking to me because I understand that he's a physical freak and, and his numbers and his testing line up very well with pro comps, but he has nine sacks in three years. And um, I, I get that he played in a defense that, um, you know, had him maybe doing different things, but it, we don't use that excuse with other players, right? So obviously, I know Kayvon Thibodeau pretty well at Oregon. Um, and, you know, there's talk about him dropping low. I've seen actually more mock drafts recently that have him actually kind of going to number four. So I, I think that, that drop might not happen as much as we think. But, you know, for Trevon Walker, it's like, well, he, he played in Georgia's defense, and that's why he doesn't have the production. Uh, but for Kayvon Thibodeau, again, a guy I watched a bunch. I mean, he dropped in he dropped into coverage eight, ten times a game. Played Sam linebacker. He played inside on base defenses. Like, what, what are we doing with this kid? So, it's interesting how we use, um, you know, our opinions on whether we really like a person, like a guy, and how we defend, you know, that player. So, so Walker to me going one is just you're just taking him based off of traits. That production is just not there. I think mean, Aiden Hutchinson to me feels like the easy guy to go number one if you're Jacksonville. Take him one. You know what you have yet. He might not have um, <coughs> the max, you know, production that a Walker could have one day. But you're number one because you need playmakers now. And I think that, that Hutchinson feels that that bill. But I, I bet Hutchinson to go number two. Um, I, I did it about a week ago. Enough people told me Walker's going one that I, that I trust. So that's on that now. Um, I, I wouldn't do it, but it seems Jacksonville feels like like uh, he's the guy in one again. It's a, it's a pure projection because the, the sure. cost production is not there for being a top pick. You know, Jeff, just less than two weeks away for the first round. Of all these storylines, where the quarterbacks go, how many quarterbacks go, wide receivers, anything, defensive guys, what is most interesting to you to find out how it goes down in less than two weeks? Uh, the Saints are an interesting team because they moved up a couple slots uh, for uh, – people are trying to figure out why, right? Like, what, do you move up above the Chargers for Trevor Penning or Charles Cross, one of two offensive linemen? Look, I'm obviously – offensive line guy, but trading a first, a second, and a third for one offensive lineman, you better be an all-pro, right? It's, it's, a, it's a hefty price to pay for, for a left tackle. Like, what are they going to do? Are they moving up for quarterback? Does, does the staff like uh, Desmond Ritter, who's probably the most ready right now, do they still get to move up to get him you know, even more? I think the Saints are, are pretty interesting. If they stick at 16, I think they made a terrible trade. Uh, like, I don't get moving up three or four slots. You get a tackle and giving up all that, all that, that capital to, to do. So then I think, you know, I think quarterbacks are always a story, right? It's how many end up actually going in the first. I think, I think if you were to, to look at, at draft boards 
maybe one or one and a half guys um, have first round grades, probably. Maybe Willis, maybe Pickett, probably not Desmond Ritter. But you might get three, and you know the lines at thirty-two could say, "Hey, man, we want a quarterback. We get that extra fifth-year control at picking thirty-two. Let's go get ourselves a quarterback at thirty-two if, if Ritter's there, or maybe they love Sam Howell." And the last team I'll mention is Kansas City because they gave up, you know, obviously Tyreek Hill this offseason, and they have, they have a bunch of picks. They have six in the top hundred-ish, right, hundred and three, I think. And so they got to find themselves pass rusher. Uh, cornerback and wide receiver and whatever combo those six picks have to be used for those players and so they have a big draft ahead of them to justify the the terrestrial trade get him on twitter at jeff schwartz hear him here on fox sports saturday with steve hartman at four o'clock eastern time one pacific again that's tomorrow afternoon thanks jeff we appreciate it enjoy the weekend man you guys too take care thank you He's Brian No. I'm Dan Byer in for Doug Gottlieb today. Check out the latest lines of the world of sports at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is the trusted name in online sports betting. Must be 21. Must be present in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, and Pennsylvania to play. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You need to hear what Coach K was given for his retirement. That's next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Playing games on the horizon, then playoff games starting tomorrow. He's Brian No, I'm Dan Beyer. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. To wrap up all the headlines of the day, let's head to the news desk. Monty Bolaños has the press. The press. Before Monty gives us the latest, want to let you know that you got to check out the latest lines of the world of sports at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is the trusted name in online sports betting. Must be 21, must be present in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, and Pennsylvania to play. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Take it away, Monty. All right. I don't know what it is that you maybe would want when you retire finally from your job, but I think. Buyer. <laughs> I think they got it right. Um, head co- or no longer the head coach, uh, <laughs> right? Oh, even though maybe he'll come back. Uh, coach K from Duke. He lost his yellow lab last summer. His name was Blue ahead of the start of the last season. But his successor, John Shire, on Thursday gave him for his retirement at his awards banquet. Mm. They gave him and his wife a new puppy. Oh, wow. Uh, it looks like a, a golden retriever or like a lab. So, so cute. You could tell that Coach K's wife even got a little bit emotional when they presented them with okay. this puppy. Okay. And instantly started Ima- licking Coach K, by the Imagine way. Imagine the guys that got, got him like a $10,000 watch. Oh. <laughs> like how crappy they feel that their, their watch to him is going to pale in comparison to this dog that's not going to poop all over Coach K. It's a great <laughs> gesture, Dan, but I noticed you're kind of like, mm, a little yeah. hesitant, like, yeah. eh, is this a gift or is this yeah. a curse? No, apparently, <laughs> yeah. hold on, Coach K apparently said that once he retired, he was going to get a new puppy, that he okay. wanted one. So oh. that was already out there. It wasn't random. I know it is a lot of responsibility, but apparently they were very, very sad about losing their dog, and he wanted one. Exactly. Nice. Yeah. So you I, name it Shire, I guess. Is right. The, right? <laughs> John Maybe. And, John and Suzanne would have given him a cat, right, John? 100%. You know? Oh, yes. Jo- they're not. cat people. <laughs> oh, no. Monty, Brian, I don't know if you know, but John and Suzanne's cat a few years ago got attacked by the neighborhood dog. And no. 
Yeah, R.I.P. Kitty Boo. No, uh, oh, I'm peace. sorry. That's terrible. Well, but... we let her out, and um, we probably shouldn't have done that. Oh, okay. Now the truth comes out. Now we see what really happened. 100%. Oh, got it. I thought this dog was a terrible dog, but it seems like you just let your kitty out, John. Sweet Goodness. Goodness. Well, listen, you guys were talking about Russell Westbrook and CBS Sports wrote an article about the top five teams that might be interested in Westbrook. And I found it interesting. I'm only going to give you the top two that I thought were How the most interesting. How many are from the NBA? How many are actually from the NBA? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dan's got jokes today. Yay. Uh, all right. Two. Listen, the two. Indiana Pacers, apparently, because uh, it's they're, they're saying it's actually quite perfect that they could use him as a Pacer. Two. It makes too much sense. Um Apparently, you know, they could get rid of Buddy Heald, who was a Lakers target, essentially. They could get rid of Malcolm Brogdon together and then send Russell Westbrook over there. They both have long-term deals that the Pacers probably don't want to pay. So it actually kind of makes sense for all parties involved. The other one was the Houston Rockets, and it says that it's because nobody wants Westbrook or John Wall, so that they're just going to switch each other and call it a day because nobody wants either one. Personal file. <laughs> yeah, they just want the, the salary cap ramifications. That's huh. it, right? It shouldn't be. We want Russ. It's like we want that slot that yes. will open up after. Right. It's over. Exactly, because, you know, Wall doesn't seem to want to sacrifice any of that money, so they'd actually be saving money by buying out Westbrook. Yeah. The uh, Indy 500 would be the amount of turnovers uh, by Russell Westbrook in uh, <laughs> the season next year. Hey, get out there and press. That was the press. Oh, uh, Brian, no, it's been fun. Are you full in the NBA action this weekend? Oh, or what's completely. The- totally into I love the NBA playoffs, Dan. This is one of my moments over here. And with the draft coming up, oh, this is a spectacular month. Yeah, I, I can't wait either. Bucks and Bulls on Sunday, oh, so I'm looking oh forward gosh. to uh, that one. Yeah. Brian, it's been fun. Have a great weekend. You too as well. It's been the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox.